Johnny, thank you so much for um, bringing us into worship, just helping us to intentionally engage into the Lord's presence. Let me pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity just to look again into the promises of your word and for your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, whom you um, have poured out upon us. Lord, thank you this Pentecost Sunday we can, we can give thanks for that first outpouring of your spirit in that new way thank you lord you came that you died for us uh you sorted out our sin and you've um sorted out the void and the gap and the rubbish that's between us and father and thank you lord that you rose again from the dead and then you ascended to the heavens so that you could pour out your holy spirit and we could know your presence lord would you really engage us in intentionally uh, in in your presence lord we we say yes we want to come come to you lord we recognize you dwell in us uh, and lord we want to come to you and know your your peace and your power and your presence with us thank you lord that we can stand on those promises open our ears lord we bind up the enemy anything we bind up every spirit of lies and confusion and doubt and unbelief and we say lord have your way among us we bind up our flesh, Lord. We want to uh, um, bind up our worldly thinking and our worldly imagination. But Lord, would you speak to us by your Holy Spirit? Use every part of our thought processes, every part of our imagination, Lord. Would you speak through your word and speak to us by your Spirit to the glory of Jesus? Amen. So guys, I've been um, pondering a number of things and we've had quite a lot of revelation and you've seen some digest and we saw that at the last encounter service we saw that um, amazing word um, from uh, the, 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 um, the lady from Christy Johnston and uh, it really crystallized a number of things for us about the tsunami of, that's coming and there's going to be a tearing down of many things but actually we can stand firm uh, and there's been a whole load of other stuff about us uh, coming through this and what we need to build uh, and advance in in the kingdom of God as we go through about intercession about prayer about a whole load of things and I'm putting together uh, a number of uh, new discussion bible study type things for uh, that are coming up and um, we're going to deliver a whole load of things through the home groups through that so if you're not in one of those please contact Vicky or myself so that you can be but uh, secondly we're, we're going to look at some of the themes uh, from that revelation through these encounter times uh, and it'll be different because Chris is going to do some Vicky's going to do some I'm going to do some and it's, there's going to be a different angle but um, what we want to do is that uh, the first sort of thing we're going to look at today is about fundamental father time this is the need for each one of us as individual children of God, as individual disciples, of individual brothers and sisters with Jesus, to to turn aside from the stuff of life. Now, the stuff of life, by heck, is different to what it was three or four months ago, but there is still the stuff of life going on. We're still um, 
even in lockdown we're in the position where we've got to get these things done and those things done some of us at work some of us are not but we've got children at home and we've got this happening and that happening and we've got to spend time on zoom and do it whoa there's still the stuff of life that the enemy wants to use to bring that incessant push that incessant press and i believe the lord is saying to us turn aside and listen to me i am your loving father I am your heavenly father and I am your perfect father. Will you turn aside and listen? It's fundamental that we spend time with the father. This is what the G- this is what Jesus came to do for us. He came to make uh, natural people supernatural. He came to deal with our sin. He didn't come to make bad people good. He came to deal with everything that was stopping us living the fullness of life. And he came that we would have that relationship with Dad, with Abba. Uh, we would have that relationship restored and we would know him and know that in- intimacy and know that presence. I touched on some of that uh, the, the, this morning talking about Pentecost and how it's sort of Eden restored but not out in a garden but the garden of our heart is now where God dwells and we can know that intimacy and I'm just going to come over some come back to some promises and to some thoughts and say okay this is where we need to start turn aside listen this is fundamentally about who we are in relation to our father so we need fundamental father time i've repeated that a few times you got it now we need fundamental father time only in his presence is the awareness of the reality of life only in his presence is the awareness of the reality of the truth of what's going on around us only in his presence do we participate in the fullness of life John 10.10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. We emphasise, don't we, time and time and time and time again, the, um, the second half of that verse, that they might come and have life and have it to the full. I've got a book here that I was given, oh, it's about six years ago, Christmas 2014 uh this is a smith wigglesworth book and um the, per- the friend of mine who gave me this book slipped a little card into the book and i i, I won't show you the card but uh, i had a look on my birthday which is the 16th of may and it the title here is spiritual fullness i couldn't believe it spiritual fullness and the verse john 10 10 i've not actually opened this book since um it was given to me and and the, the verse that Smith was worth or the editor of this what they decided to put on 16th of May for me huh, for me is the super the reality of supernatural fullness and actually if we look at today's date which is May the 31st it's all about faith claims the victory and they're the three things I want to talk about I want to talk about our identity in fullness I want to talk about faith like I did this morning and build on that a bit more and talk about victory so John 10.10 the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy I have come that they may have life and have it to the full and actually I don't want to look at the second half of this verse I want to come back to the first half the thief, Satan comes to steal 
steal. So he's going to take away from what we have, not uh, not show us what we haven't got. He's going to sh- he's going to pretend that we haven't got it. He's going to take away from our full identity in Christ. He's going to take away from everything that we know is true in Christ, and he's going to steal it. He's going to steal it. And then he wants to make us look stupid and make us feel bad. No, he wants to kill. He wants to kill. And he wants to destroy. He wants to kill hope. He wants to destroy faith. He wants to kill kill us physically. He wants to destroy our health. He wants to do the things of the world that we would destroy the planet and kill one another. He wants to destroy... Um, just our hope in the now and our hope in God and we'd listen to the fear of the world this pandemic around us is really serious and we've got to take it seriously and we've got to do all the things that we need to do but the biggest virus that's going around is the fear and the anger and the blame and we've got to get away from that stuff that's the enemy disaster disease and destruction is never ever God's plan you hear that? Disaster, disease and destruction is never ever God's plan. And when we see disaster, disease and destruction, now it's the result of the fall. But the result of the fall is that we have handed authority, dominion to the devil. So disaster, disease and destruction are the result of the fall. Always. And the devil will always, always, always use them. It's always his work. It's always his work. And actually, as Christians who have been handed back authority, as Christians who've been handed back identity, we should look at disaster and we should get indignant about it. That shouldn't be happening. What can we do to change that? What can we do to help? When we see disease, we should be indignant about it. Not, oh, it's just the way of the world. It's just the way things are. Oh, we'll just pray and we'll stay in this highly holy huddle and hang on for heaven. No, we should be indignant about it. Excuse me a minute, I'm going to have to clean my glasses because I can't see my screen. We're going to have to be indignant about it. We've got to be in that place where we get angry, not at anybody, not at ourselves, and definitely not at God, but we need to be angry about what the enemy is doing. We need to be indignant. Once we are indignant about the fact that disaster and disease and destruction are prevalent, that the enemy, if we're indignant about the enemy is here to steal from us, if we're indignant about the enemy being here to kill hope and physically, if we're indignant about the the, the reality that, that the enemy is here to destroy anything that is good, then we will start to understand that we need to rise up in faith. We need to rise up on the truth and say no more. We need to say that this is enough. Not that everything's going to be fantastic and not that we're always going to be healthy or or we're always going to be wealthy. No, I'm not preaching that sort of gospel. But we put up with so much. Oh, Christians just let it happen. We're all so nicey, nicey, nice. No, come on. We need to be indignant that the enemy is at work. And we can afford to be indignant because of Jesus. That's the key thing. 1 John 
3 and verse 8. Same person who wrote John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. For this purpose, Christ was revealed to destroy all the works of the evil one. Now that's a chorus, and if you remember that, from that's a long time ago. Um, and I remember learning that one. Over sin, he has conquered. Uh, just stop, stop singing, Laurie. The reason the Son of God has appeared is to destroy the devil's work. Do you believe that? Do you believe the enemy is here to steal, to kill and destroy? Well then the Son of God has appeared to destroy that work. The enemy's not going to steal, the Lord's going to restore. The enemy's not going to kill, the Lord is going to bring life. The, the, the enemy's not going to destroy, the Lord is going to create and he's got, I believe there's going to be an outpouring of life after we come through this post-COVID era. I believe there's going to be revival within the church and beyond the church. There's going to be an outpouring of life. Life, not, not killing. There's going to be creativity and innovation, not destruction. And there's going to be restoration, not stealing. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And the thief, the devil, came to steal, comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come, you might have life and have it to the fullness. I hope you believe these two verses, both the positive of the life and the fullness, and actually you realise the negative of what the enemy is about. Let's get indignant in prayer. I'm not saying we should shout and jump up and down and blame people and blame the government for this and blame the opposition for that and blame the trade unions for that or big business. I, please, let's not do the blame culture thing. That's that's of the enemy. Let's do what Jesus does and stand up and get indignant and get angry at what the enemy is doing and do it. Believe it. Do you believe it's true? A word was given recently a word was given by one of our prophetic voices i feel god saying that for some of us we're only allowing god to fill us up a little bit we've got a little tank of living water and blessings that we compartmentalize so often with god we put him in a box or in us we, we can have this bit you can have that bit but this bit's mine and i'm gonna get on with it no actually we're all his he we are his possession and actually the tank that we compartmentalise and therefore we only allow God to fill up our tank a little bit. We've got a little tank of living water and blessing that we compartmentalise. But God wants to give us more so that we overflow. This doesn't mean we need a bigger tank. I love this word because it doesn't mean we've got to grow the tank. It, it actually says that this means the tank has got to go. We shouldn't have a tank inside us. Actually, we should. he should fill every bit of it the tank has got to go so god can fill every hidden corner every part of us to overflowing so that his love his living water can then flow out of us i feel god calling us into a new depth of receiving so we can also walk into a new depth of loving and serving others sharing all he has given us guys you are brilliant at sharing in so many ways in time and resources in money in prayer you are brilliant but there's more there's more there's one that old comedian ah, yeah. come, come here come here and there's more and there's more with god there's always more i'm being slightly um loose about how we define the word comedian there if you remember who i'm talking about but anyway our identity here are the three things our identity is about fullness no 
Guys, please, please, please know that Christ dwells in you to destroy evil. Christ appeared to destroy the works of the evil one. This, for this purpose, Christ was revealed. Where he, where is he revealed now? Where, where does he dwell? Where is he incarnate now? By his Spirit, he dwells in you and me, and he wants to destroy evil. He wants to destroy the sins, sins hold on us. He wants to destroy all the rubbish that's in us. But he wants to, through us, to destroy evil, not destroy people, to love people, not to destroy um, livelihoods, not destroy nothing, no. Blame, no hatred, no anger, and he wants to destroy evil. Look at the world, the world we live in, the country we live in. The, uh, we should be in tears most of the time because evil is unbridled. Man's inhumanity to man, or humanity's inhumanity to, to each other, is just sickening. Oh, we get by. No, we should be indignant. Christ dwells in you to destroy evil. And you have been raised with him. You don't live below, you live from above. Now please hear me. There are two clubs in, in this form of Christianity. One is called the, Let, the Let's Try Harder Club. And actually, I don't want to belong to that club because I don't think it's biblical. It's not about us doing more. It's not about us trying harder. I don't want to belong to the Let's Try Harder Club. I want to belong to the Faith Club. I want to be belong to that group of people that believes the truth and exercises my faith. You and I, we are the incorruptible reality of who we are in Christ Jesus. You've got original design, you've got the birthright card. Those truths are true, are true, are true, are true. And we've got to we've got to believe them. How do we do that? We turn aside and we spend time with the Father and we let the Father tell us who we are. We don't let our family tell us who we are, we don't let our culture tell us who we are, we don't let our work tell us who we are, we don't let the lies that have been in our head for years tell us who we are. We let Abba, our Father, Almighty God, who is our intimate Father, we let Him tell us who we are. And the reality is if we're living from who we are in Christ if we live from that place there is no authority in us for sin for Satan for death or for disease now please I still sin I still let the enemy get away with things I am still in decay in my body and I still get unwell uh, not with the virus at the moment so we're okay but if we are living fully from the reality of who we are in Christ, then we don't need to sin. Satan doesn't need to have a foothold in us. Death does not hold us, and actually death won't hold us through the grave. But disease need not touch us. Now, I know those things still do, because we're not, we are perfect in Christ, but we are not yet perfect in our the way we live. And so I'm saying this is possible, but I'm not saying that we will live in it all the time. But if we understood the truth and we worked out the fullness of our identity, then we would know this. Peter writes in 2 Peter 1 verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of God and our Saviour Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. This is how it happens, guys. We need to walk in faith. By faith, you know you are united with Christ. By faith, 
You know you are united with Christ. By faith, you know you are raised with Christ in the heavenly realms. Ephesians chapter 2. By faith, you know you are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. In, in Corinthians there. By faith, by knowing faith, the truth. Pistis, faith, pistis, the truth. By knowing the truth, it's head and heart. The two together. It's a faith like Abraham. James chapter 2 says, The scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And so he was called God's friend. Wow! But do you know what? Do you want a faith like Abraham? Well, I promise you this, guys, you've got more faith than Abraham ever had. And James pulls it out here in James chapter two but and also the writers of the hebrews in the hebrews 11 the faith of the old testament saints is nothing compared to the new covenant faith of the believers in the church today abraham believed god it was credited to his righteousness and he was called god's friend well because of the grace of god and the gift of jesus christ we believe god and it is credited to his righteousness and we are god's friend we are and there's more and there's more and I'm coming to that in a minute so faith like Abraham is the bottom line faith that will step out and move from his home country to another country faith that will believe the promise of a multitude of generations in front of him when his wife is barren this is faith guys and we have the benefit of being indwelt by the Holy Spirit permanently because it was now post Pentecost so we, we've got more revelation we've got more Abraham didn't even have the Bible we've got everything so our faith can be more and Abraham believed God and it was credited we believe we've got more in Deuteronomy chapter 28 it says if you fully obey the Lord your God do you know what that's an unrealizable truth if you fully obey God it's a promise that's dependent on obedience but in our context from where we stand Jesus has made us obedient he's put us in that place he's made us righteous so actually it's not just that we're under the new covenant but the storehouses of heaven from Deuteronomy 28 are always accessible to us this is what it says if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands that I give you today Jesus has sorted that the Lord God will set you high above the nations on earth that's where we stand we are raised with Christ Ephesians 2 all these blessings will come on you and company and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God which Jesus has sorted you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country wherever you live you will be blessed the fruit of your womb will be blessed your children will be blessed your families the crops of your land and the young and the lung of your livestock the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed you will, you will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out your work your activity will be blessed if we live from above because Jesus has brought that for us already the Lord will grant that your, the enemies that rise up against you will be defeated before you they will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven the lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to the lord your god will bless you in the land he's giving you notice it's what he's doing with you the lord will establish you as a holy people peter says we are a holy priesthood a, sorry, a royal priesthood a holy people put a set aside for god we are the hagios the saints of god we are a holy people 
as he promised you on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God, Jesus has done that for us, and walk in obedience to him, then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb. This is life in all its fullness. The fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your ground, ground in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today to the right or the left, following other gods and serving them. Do you know what? So it'll always be at the top, not at the bottom. But what about Joseph? He ended up in prison. Yes, but in God's sight, he was at the top, not at the bottom. What about Christians who are uh, just have no power and no authority? In, in the heavenly realm, they have all power and authority. This is not talking about the top and the bottom in human understanding. It's not talking about being in government. It's not talking about being uh, in, in leadership in major companies, all the rest of it. Though some of us may be called to those things. It's called about recognising who we are in Christ in the heavenly realms. This is the faith we need. Faith to jump into God's supernatural plan. He's given us boundless possibilities. These are in the storehouse of heaven. He's given us limitless power. This is in the storehouse of heaven. He's given us untold resources. This is in the storehouse of heaven. It's all there. And where is the storehouse of heaven? It's in the person of God himself. And where is God now? He's in me. So where's the possibilities? In me. Not because I'm good, but because God has put it there. Where is the limitless power? Actually, it's already in me because the Spirit dwells in me. Where are the untold resources? They are already in me. We need the faith to jump into God's supernatural plan. Of course, it's not a supernatural plan for God because the natural and the supernatural are the same for God. It's all supernatural. It's only our perspective. We've got to desire His glory. And remember 2 Peter 1, 4, that bit about he's given us everything in his need, everything we need. The next verse says, 2 Peter 1, 4, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Hmm. Identity is fullness faith to understand that it's not faith is spelt s-u-r-e faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what is to come it's not a risky business faith is a certain and sure business and then we will walk in victory faith fed by promises this is that third point we will walk in victory faith fed by promises sees the kingdom manifest and we are pockets of resurrection we walk as pockets of the resurrection because the risen christ dwells in us by his spirit we are pockets of resurrection me on my own me and wendy and the family together we as a family at st leonard's together we are pockets of resurrection we can change things around us what does that mean john 14 12 truly i tell you whoever believes in me will do the works i have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because i am going to the father because i'm going to the father it's the ascension so that he can pour out his spirit so the spirit can dwell in us it's so simple guys it is so so simple i keep touching the screen because i'm looking at my words 
identity, fullness. Christ dwells in you, destroy the evil works. He, the, for this purpose, Christ is revealed. It's by faith we walk in these things. How do we do that? By spending. How do we know our identity? By spending fundamental time with Father. How do we build our faith? How do we walk in faith? By spending fundamental time with father that's how we access the storehouses of god the boundless possibilities the limitless power the untold resources by spending fundamental time with father how do we walk in victory and do the things that jesus has been doing and do even greater things by spending fundamental time with father so i encourage you tonight will you step into the full tide of the manifest life of god it's offered by Father, it's made possible by Jesus, imparted to you by the Spirit. Will you step into the full tide of the manifest life of God? Will you jump into his plans? Let go, let the tide take you. Yeah, let it happen. Enjoy the thrill. And will you declare the glory of Jesus? Three things there. Step into the full tide of the manifest life of God. Jump into his plans declare the glory of jesus because it's about our identity it's about faith and it's about victory i'm going to ask when you come in after worship and well, i'm going to ask as we go into worship that the lord will fill us again and i'm going to pray that each one of us tonight in worship and as we go will turn aside we will turn aside from the stuff of the world and spend time with father that we will spend fundamental father time to know that we can step into the full tide that we can jump into his plans and that we will declare the glory of jesus let me pray holy spirit would you come heavenly father thank you that you love us jesus thank you that you died for us and rose again and ascended thank you that you pour out your spirit into us lord fill us again as we turn aside father that we spend time with you and as we worship now may we recognize that fundamental time with you speak into our hearts lord johnny thank you please leave us